0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Shanti, and today I'm so excited because you are going to enhance your ability to trust and believe in your journey in a brand new way. As you all know, I love my kids and they're getting a little older, so my entire life, right now with my husband is focused on how to better the lives of our children now with that said they'll be going to school pretty soon and i was scrolling through tiktok and i was like okay the tiktok algorithm knows my brain because it literally brought me upon the page of christy faith who is an educational expert and beyond that She was literally reading my mind as I was scrolling through and binge watching her TikToks. I do want to say to everyone one thing that is going to pertain to you as an adult is how to celebrate your journey and celebrate the process and not just celebrate the result. This is going to be mind blowing. We're going from children to adults all in one. Get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say oh, again. Yeah. No, no, no. What's up? You're better than Oprah. Come on, y'all. This is Sean T and it's time to trust and believe.
1: i to be here. I gotta tell you, you are my very first non-homeschooling podcast, which actually, this is where I want to be. This is why I got on TikTok. My audience is the mindful parent. Your audience is the mindful person. Mm. And so our audiences are really the same in terms, of our people are not scared to ask the good questions. And then if the answer is not what they expected, to do the work, oh, right? Yes. To figure it out. And so that's kind of what happened with me when I deconstructed my views of the educational system over 10 years ago. It was my I was making my living supporting the system.
0: We truly don't say to our kids, you can't do that because I told you so. We let them ask questions. We mm-hmm. praise their effort. If they get mad, we literally say, we don't care if you can do this. If you get to the end of this or not, we just want you to do the best you can do as you go along the way. And we help them along the way. Help us grown folk and young kids get to a place where we can enjoy this life by really celebrating the journey.
1: It's a discussion about mindset, honestly. And it's a mindset that we can have as adults and pass that on to our kids. One of the issues in our conventional educational system is that it is really set up to only reward results and compliance honestly it does not necessarily reward anyone outside of the box i mean think about it how many of your listeners right now grew up outside of the box right and really what praising effort does with ourselves when we're actually talking in our own internal dialogue and also with our kids is it gets the focus off that end result Because kids naturally want to please their parents. They want our approval and they want our unconditional love. Wanting our kids to have a good self-esteem started us with a little bit of a dishonest conversation with our kids out of fear. Because truthfully, what are we most proud of? That really easy A that our kids got that they didn't really have to try for or when they worked their butt off for that C. In my house, we go out to ice cream for that C. Because my kid worked hard, and that, and so when this was what's so cool at our center, because we've taught thousands of kids K through college, we've helped them academically, and we would get, and I would be reading IEPs. If you, if your audience doesn't know what that is, it's when I child is diagnosed with some sort of a learning disability, and then there is a write-up in school, and then the school has to implement an individualized educational plan. So I would be reading those every single day, and we would get so many kids with anxiety disorders who weren't performing in school because they were so wrapped up in their minds If I don't get an A, I'm not worthy. If I don't get an A, I'm not worthy. And it's not necessarily that the parents were doing a bad thing. We have to fight against a system that's actually ingraining this in our kids. So in a way, we kind of have to, if we choose to send our kids to conventional schools, we have to work really hard to undo that when we have them outside of school.
0: When I teach people along the journey, I'm like, you really need to celebrate that one pound within the middle of all of this hundred pound weight loss because If you try to wait to the end, all of that power and all of that motivation and all the things that you would have learned to help you sustain these results are going to just be left unsaid and you're not going to find the motivation to continue to move forward.
1: Take a step backwards and look at this holistically and say, am I creating a person who will have lifelong fitness? who will have a lifestyle of knowing to put in the work and having joy in that work, right? Not just a one-time thing, which that's not a bad, I'm not downplaying that. We should celebrate our successes. But in term, one of the things that really changed my mind about education was this journey, was this, Will my, I'm more interested in will my child fall in love with learning or for you, will this person, will they become a healthier human being physically because they now have a lifestyle of activeness, right? Mm -hmm. Or is it this one-time thing, one and done? And I hated that. I'm never doing that again. Because in my view, an education is so much more than first a one-time thing, but often It's more about kids being able to regurgitate what was fed to them. And it's not about the cultivation of a human being. Mm. And that's honestly what got me off that train over 10 years ago, because we had extremely high profile clientele who could afford anything regarding private football trainers. We were the best educational center in Los Angeles, they could afford us, they could, all the things you would think that the outcomes would be better. And I'm talking the outcomes that matter to me and to you, emotional health, psychological health, good habits, better choices. And we weren't seeing those results. And so it really did. I mean, man, it was big deal.
0: Just like we, as adults, we learn different. We're really great at Mm -hmm. different things. When you have two children who are about to go to school, Mm-hmm. But they're completely, di- you know, they learn different ways. Sander can read really fast. Silas memorized scripts of shows. Like, mm-hmm. how do you manage that? Because that's really, really tough.
1: Our traditional, conventional educational system is one style of educating a child. It is one. Let me give you a context. In the homeschooling culture, which is where I am now, there are six, some argue seven, Different styles. One of the main reasons why parents in America choose to homeschool is to customize their child's education to their learning profile. And by learning profile, I mean their personality and also their giftings and their interests. Some people have the resources to choose private schools that have certain bends, right? There are different, like think Montessori, right? Like there are different, but those are mainly private If you're looking at public schooling, it's really only one way. Now, am I saying a child can't learn in that environment? Absolutely not. I'm a product of that environment. I went to graduate school. I'm a pretty smart girl. But I will say that I hated learning. I didn't love learning until college when I was able to study what I wanted to. I was a performance monkey. I was. I was. I was smart enough to know exactly what the teachers wanted. I wanted the A because my parents gave me money for my A's. I did not care about learning. And so this is the thing. Often people think that home education, you know, oh my goodness, T T's having a homeschooler, a weird homeschooler on his podcast. Well, the answer is yes, because probably your audience has no idea all the ways homeschooling can look. We have micro schools, cottage schools, pods people are hiring private teachers i outsource several of i don't teach foreign language but i choose an academy that my kids take live online classes with i choose the teachers the number one reason why parents homeschool in america is toxic social environment the second reason is academics so i hope what your audience here you know there are assumptions because i have to wade through the comments every day of, of people course. assuming that we are white upper class conservative Listen, 41% of people who home educate are non-white. 41% of us. That's
0: a really high percentage. We're
1: waking up.
0: Maybe four or five months ago, we started asking superhero questions. Because, you know, they wanted to watch their Mm -hmm. iPad at dinner. So we had to, like, break Mm -hmm. that cycle, right? Mm
1: -hmm, So -hmm. then we started
0: asking superhero questions. And then what we started doing was asking math questions before the superhero questions. And then we started layering the superhero questions. Yes, So we asked, like, four questions within, like, this... You know, we would create a scene and Mm -hmm. now we get them to ask us questions. And it's amazing that they say, Papa, what superhero has this color outfit, lives in this city and has this superpower, right? And so... Instead of just questioning, 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 getting one word answers, now they're able to formulate multi-layer questions for us. Mm-hmm. And we are like, and so I want, ever since I met you and I now I, I've met you on TikTok yeah, um, yeah. and Instagram, I wanted to tell you, I just want a validation to think that you think that's a really cool
1: thing to Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? When you home educate or even are participant in. A micro school or a cottage school those bunny trails which is what you're telling me that you're doing you're going down the bunny trails of interest when my kids ask me big questions i drop everything i might have what i want to do like academically in the day but what's more important to me is if they're actually thinking something abstract and asking a really big question to me, that is an education, learning how to process through that, learn the logic. To me, that is more valuable of an education than regurgitating the water cycle. In our country, we need to get off this hamster wheel of thinking that an education is information.
0: Somewhere yeah. on TikTok, someone said, it could have been you. <laughs> they were like, the most important relationship that your kid is gonna have in this, within this age range is the relationship with you and I thought that was so powerful because we grew up in a time where we would go outside and we would play and the lights come on and you have to be home and we just thought that being with other kids is the way to thrive
1: probably my favorite book I've read in the last 10 years is a book called hold on to your kids
0: I'm gonna write it down
1: and it is by Gordon Neufeld and Gabor Mate. And it is not a homeschooling book. It's not even a pro homeschooling book. What they discovered was that a huge problem in our culture today is called peer orientation. And what it is, is that our kids, this is post World War Mm Two. So in the last 50 years, culture used to be vertical whereas it was really passed down from your parents and often grandparents even lived in the same home and culture was passed down this way to kids now there's a disconnect and culture is very vertical oh I'm sorry horizontal horizontal, horizontal. horizontal yeah this way you. yeah horizontal <laughs> yeah and what's happening is for several reasons which they go into kids have stopped looking to their parents for unconditional love acceptance and they now are looking to their peers. Now, this has always happened in toxic homes and abusive homes. Kids often attach to their peers because that's where they're finding love. Mm. Right? But now what's happening is a cultural phenomenon is kids are naturally doing this simply because of I think a lot of it has to do with social media and culture. Have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better. Well, It's not that our kids shouldn't be around other kids and shouldn't have friends, but their identity should not be in those peer relationships. Why? Because immature kids should not be raising immature kids. Mature adults, if it's often not the parent, it's the teachers or whatever adults that are in their lives that are loving a grandparent, an uncle or aunt that loves that child unconditionally.
0: I was sexually abused as a kid by my stepfather Mm. from the time I was Mm. eight to the time I was 12. And you just helped me realize why the teachers,
1: Oh my God, I'm going
0: to have to talk about this in therapy today. You (laughs) just just helped me realize why those teachers were safe. They were safety. They were bullies for me, you know, like being out in the water, like, I'm like, oh, I I literally have the chills right now because you just completely changed my life. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to cry here. I'll cry in therapy later. (laughs) You can cry.
1: (laughs) We'll cry together because I am so sorry uh, for your experience. And the thing is, is that children will first always want to attach to an adult first. Peers are kind of the last resort. Why? Because peers are very unsafe. That's where bullying happens. That's where I want to talk later about fitting in versus belonging, because that's where, you know, kids, they strive to fit in, in around their peers. But with that said, it's so important that children have their anchor in their loved that, that loving adult. And it does not have to be a parent An anchor in that loving adult. Otherwise they get lost. And they really do because kids raising other kids is not a healthy way to create a thriving, emotionally resilient adult.
0: Let's talk about that fitting in versus belonging. Cause I think adults could, you could use this too.
1: <laughs> remember this when our children have this anchor, this unconditional love in our home, and they're attached to the adults that love them, they are free. This gives freedom because they can go out and be their quirky selves. And not care as much. Mm -hmm. If they don't have that unconditional love where someone just thinks they're the coolest thing on the planet, they're going to seek that in their peers, which will result in fitting in, trying to fit in. So Brene Brown is – and you know who that – yeah. She's really famous for talking about fitting in versus belonging. And the studies actually show that the opposite of fitting in is belonging. The opposite because fitting in is assessing the situation, assessing the room or your environment and figuring out how you need to act, how you need to behave, what you need to say, what you need to wear so that you don't stand out and so that you will just be all like the rest. It's really just conformity. Whereas belonging requires you to be yourself. People say homeschoolers are awkward. To which i say good good and i had a video taken down but i kind of said in not so many words that many of us homeschool so that our kids aren't like the rest of the kids is that offensive before your audience gets offended by that i want you to think about that because What is the number one reason why parents homeschool in America? Toxic social environment. Put those two together for a second. So for example, in homeschooling culture, you can be who you are. We think that's cool. We love it. We're in co-ops where moms are completely educating in a different way than us. And we just want to hear all about it. You know, Homeschooling is not the right choice for every family. And I also think there are people that shouldn't homeschool. What I will say is the majority of people who are homeschooling, it's because they want the best for their kids and what is happening in the system for whatever reason, their kids are dying inside. So I do a lot of consultations with kids who are on IEPs. So they have special needs, whether it's ADHD, dyslexia, on the spectrum, where the, the system is completely failing them. They're outcasts They're full of shame, right? Because they're pulled out of their classes and put in special classes. And it's really heartbreaking. But when those kids are brought home, it's not about everything that's wrong with them. It's about everything that's right Right. and how cool they are. And it's just so freeing. And then you find communities where you get accepted for who you are.
0: For parents who out there who have children, let them be unique. You Mm -hmm. know, let them be different. Let them show something that the norm, the normal person doesn't have. And that's for you mm-hmm. adults out there too. I know I walk into the gym, you know, I walk into the gym every day. I used to not go to the gym, but I walk in there every day and I'm like, I tr- I think I fit in physically, you know, because I'm a fitness person, mm-hmm. but my mm-hmm. personality is like <clears throat> so out of control. And I'm like, I literally have no choice but to be myself because I spent yes. so many years not, so many years trying to fit in. Yes. And I'm just like, you know, I actually, I belong here. And, and my mindset is, and you're going to know I belong here.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's how I feel about TikTok. Because I said, I was looking at the homeschooling world, and I'm like, where are the women playing offense here? Where are the women playing offense? We're always defending ourselves. Oh, no, my kid is socialized. Or no, my, my kid's not going to fall behind. And I'm like, where are the moms saying... No, this is the best thing for my kid. And I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And even if I work, I work full time. I run a company and I homeschool my four kids. I have figured out a way to get the support that I need. And that's why I love TikTok because... I I've never really resonated with Instagram because it's so polished and edited. But TikTok, polished. I can just wake up with no boot the thing in my hair and just like
0: You're spot on <laughs> because that's why I like TikTok because people just be talking and you <clears throat> and it's less about the famous person with the blue check mark and videos go viral of people, just everyday people, because yep. they have something to say.
1: I knew I wanted to do something when my young, when I got my youngest to read because you, you get a lot of freedom after you get your youngest kid to read. Yeah. In, you know, <laughs> yeah. Cause they can now read their instructions. And I just, I was like, I'm going to make a TikTok and I'm going to start a company because not enough people realize that this is a pretty cool lifestyle. I really love the word freedom mm-hmm.
0: when it comes
1: to homeschooling. First off, A lot of people think that homeschooling takes seven hours of a day. No, 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 no. Conventional school takes seven hours because they need kids to be there seven hours because parents work and they need them there. If you ask any teacher, and I was one, they often say, oh, no, all the educational instruction can be done in like one to two hours. The rest is crowd control, recess, all the things. So for example, when I, when a working mom comes with a con- for a consult with me and she's like, how am I going to homeschool my kindergartner? And I'm like, do it for the 45 minutes before you start work. Then you're done. It really only like it, b- before first grade, it's like an hour and you're doing more than what your child would do in a conventional school because part of it is kids aren't held back. So, you're sitting right next to them and they're doing the work, and then they can turn the page and do the next page. Whereas in school, it might, you know, you're held up by the whole class. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense?
0: Yes. And so,
1: and then as your kids get older, you train them to be independent. So, right now, my sixth grader does the majority of his day completely independent of me, and he has an appointment with me where certain things need to be done that I need to look over. Yes, can he come to me? I'll drop everything for a great discussion, but this is just structure. I'm talking about structure. Like I've set him up with world-class resources. I don't want my children to stare at me and wait for me to tell them what they need to know. I want them to be hungry. I want them to be able to open a page of a book and learn something, even something complicated by themselves. And then if they need guidance, then they can come to me and ask for that guidance. But if I want to create a lifelong learner, that's what I have to do. I have to really foster that independent learning and be there when they fall to really prepare them for that adulthood. But
0: you just kind of freed me because you're right. I just remember a lot of time in class it would be like, Reading, here's how to do it. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm just waiting around for the mm-hmm. next 30 minutes until I can. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd rather be like outside playing or doing something active. I hated sitting down for mm. most of the day. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because rust new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from rust
1: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim?
0: You know, they love going to the aquarium or to the kids museum. There's so many things to do and learn than just sitting down. Now they're creating a store inside of their playroom closet because they're like, Oh, how cool. Yeah. And one of my kids will act like he's recording a podcast. I guess those kind of (laughs) things where I'm just like, there's multiple ways to thrive. That's all I'll say.
1: If you could look through the thousands upon thousands of comments I get from teachers who say. There's no way I'm putting my kids through the system. I was at a party with the neighbors a while back and I was introduced as this is Christy. she homeschools because she knows how she was a teacher. And I just let it slide. I let it slide. I'm just, this is friendly, these are acquaintances. That's fine. And then I realized that is not the reason why I'm homeschooling. I'm homeschooling because I was an eyewitness. I was an eyewitness of what goes on in the schools, of poor academics, kids' needs not being met, really toxic socialization. You know, It's people often say, just last week I got a comment, it's not good to shelter your kids, they need to toughen up. I feel like our society has, because the social environment of our conventional schools has become normal, that we accept it as okay. But in my mind, what is the stat? 50% of high schoolers experience sexual harassment. To me, that's abuse. Why aren't we calling trauma for what it is? We're not sheltering them from the real world. It's almost like, a, think of a greenhouse. Like you wouldn't put a little baby tree like out in the elements. I live in Colorado. In the elements of Colorado, it wouldn't survive. It wouldn't do well. It wouldn't grow Right you got to put it in a little greenhouse and cultivate it so you can transplant it later. It's really hard when you were raised in that, which I was too, to deprogram yourself. Like if you were sitting in a therapist's office and you talked about things that happened to you in school, what name would your therapist call that thing? Because often it will be abuse, trauma, right? I'm not saying this happens to everybody, but our bullying statistics are crazy high. high. The number three reason for death in kids ages 10 to 14 is suicide. 10 to 14. And then it's the second leading cause of death if you're over 15. These are kids who are not emotionally and mentally healthy or thriving.
0: And emotionally supported. Because yes. I think that's really the foundation of, yes. I mean, for me, even as a witness to that, There was no emotional support because there was fear. There were all these things. And so I think what's really great is that you explain, oh, great. Like a public school is something that's good for you and your kid and it's great and you love it. But here here are the positives of how to, it's less about protecting your kid and like you said, cultivating them to help them thrive in an environment that is somewhat toxic anyway. Last two questions I have are, one, how do you help parents trust and believe in their abilities Mm -hmm. to help their children thrive? And then two, I just want everyone to know where they can find you.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the main reason why I, I love the title of your podcast, because I spend so much time in my days encouraging parents to trust and believe in themselves that they can Mm. do this. What people don't realize is that we have world-class curriculum at our fingertips. Often people say, you're not qualified to teach. You think you're going to teach AP physics? To which I respond, no, I'm not teaching AP physics. I'm going to find the best possible program out there, whether it's in person, in my current community, online, whatever. The best indicator for academic success is an involved parent. And if you love your kid and are motivated, there is no question in my mind, even if you are not educated yourself, that you have the ability to find the resources to give your kid a better education that is more tailored to their learning style and their emotional needs than any school could provide. Now, is it a fit for everybody? No. I often say what my page is who my page is for is for the parents whose heart is already tugging at them. Mm. If their heart is already tugging at them, I'm the girl for you because and some of my consultations are honestly two parents who really just want the pros and cons so they can make an educated decision. And I want them to make the right decision for their family. But I also want to demystify what homeschooling is. One, it's not as hard as people think it is. Two, there's amazing resources out there. And three, the socialization, arguably, not arguably, it is healthier than in the conventional schools. So where can you find me? My website is homeschoolawakening.com. I have a 21-page absolutely free guide that tells parents these are the steps to start homeschooling. It's a great place to start without costing you anything to kind of get your – put your toe in the water a little bit and say, okay, what is this whole thing about? How do I do this legally? Where do I find friends? You know, that type of a thing. It's a great guide and it's completely free. It's not one of those, you know how sometimes influencers will put like a free guide up. Yeah, lame. but it's not yeah. enough and then
0: you got go to go yeah. subscribe to something. And then, yeah,
1: yes, and then they just, it's it's just a way to, this is honestly, we often talk about how it's too much, but I don't care. It really is a great guide. And so I want to encourage families with that. I also teach a course. I have a book out that is called Your Homeschooling Questions Answered. It answers the top questions that everyone is asking. I love this homeschooling culture, and we're pretty cool. And if you want to do it, you should be able to. And so we talk about all those hot topics in there. And then I even have a mini course called A Case for Homeschooling, which is really for people who maybe have family members or friends who are really critical of their decision to homeschool and it just equips them with answers it's well well researched Um, the nice thing about homeschooling is that the statistics are on our side in terms of success so um, that was a really fun course to make but everything is at homeschoolawakening.com
0: christy thank you so much for your time Happy freaking birthday. woo Wherever fun food you eat, can you please send me a photo on Instagram yes, so I can check
1: it? I will. Hey, there's in about an hour, there's a mimosa that has my yes. name. Let's on. Go. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy oh, for you. It's, I mean, it was so great because I was dressed for brunch anyway. I'm like, yeah, I'll do Sean's podcast. Like, yeah. Awesome. And Colorado
0: yeah. is beautiful. Oh, oh I yes. I love, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to
1: get to know you.